This is an excerpt from one of the chapters of my book entitled Crisis of Faith. Sometimes I wonder why I ever ended up in the pastorate. From the early days of childhood on into high school, I really desired to be a surgeon. Then along came chemistry, and I found myself most satisfied in music. Along the way, I've become somewhat of an expert in many subjects and with many hobbies, from illusions to martial arts. I've spent countless hours studying the human mind, quantum physics, defensive logistics, combat theory, chess, tonal dissonance, you name it. Years have taught my body to dance, to climb mountains, to swim, to do kung fu, to do a track stand on a switchback, and even have the ability to devour 10,000 calories a day without gaining a pound. In my mind, I've learned to foster thought, engage critics, leave the fight, stay the course, feel the pressure, and most of all, rest in grace. Some skills have prepared me to be able to fix dryers, motherboards, vehicles, restore homes, landscape, hang drywall, frame houses, dig footers, and put in the pipes. I even sew. I learned at a young age how to hem pants and taper shirts. I also can prepare a marketing analysis or produce a video or do graphic design and program websites. And most of all, I can set the clock on the microwave. What's the point? I've done a lot of stuff in my short life, and none of it has ever been half-hearted. I really don't understand the purpose of being so-so at anything. So in everything, I always gave my all. The things that my body did so well have fallen away to a thing called arthritis. What my brain used to manage abruptly wrecked through another harsh and painful experience known as depression. In all of it, though, I have never found my identity. Not once. A common thread has always been stitched into every part of my life, and that is the Word of God. From the earliest of days, it has been a source of my joy and power. It's a grand example of the grace and the mercy of the Lord to work in His children a love for Him through Scripture. For most of my life, I could engage in any forum, any hobby, any point in culture and do well. I've even learned to shoot, sing, flight, uh, play seven instruments, and I've done well with a few business ventures. But in all of them, I always come back, finding myself in the Word of God, ministering to other people, listening to them, and teaching them the truth of Christ. As a matter of honesty, I never really saw myself nor desired to be a pastor, and I was content with the idea of just being used by the Lord in this life. But God in all His purpose will do with us as He chooses, not as we desire. In the Lord's putting me into ministry as a vocation, I brought a lot of my personality and skills to the table early on. I was taught that my tool belt was vital to the success of the ministry of the church. And looking to be the best and giving myself the okay to be all in, I quickly began to surround myself with successful people who were doing and accomplishing what I felt to be the right fruit. Historically, I've served in many areas of church life. I've worked with youth and children, music. I've done teaching, taught in seminaries, had training and taught evangelism, missions, and everything in between. I've witnessed over 300 people enter the baptismal waters in a 12-month period. I've seen thousands so-called, quote, come to faith at services. And I've been on staff with church plants and megachurches, some of the prior becoming the latter. In the end, even, quote, ministry never became my identity. There's a lot of heartache and pain under my belt for which I am eternally grateful because without it, I would have never truly seen the substance of Christ's suffering and how we identify with Him. Having written several unpublished works on my journey, I've learned it doesn't really matter at the end of it all 
if the suffering isn't something that causes us to finish well. I've also learned that pain is part of the progress, and thinking that utopic days are our goal is childish and foolish surrealism. There are a few pain points of ministry, though, that I've learned sting much harder than others. In all the calamities of sorts, nothing has been more harmful than when friends and loved ones reject the Lord Jesus and love the world more than they do the Christ. When family members claim Christ, but they truly hate the truth, when the fan base becomes the mob, and when the brother is replaced with the belligerent one. But in the end, I suppose that a life without Christ could possibly be blissful. A life without Christ could possibly be blissful if it had no pain. But then there would be no poetry in the heart from the labor of pestilence and persecution. And a life with no rejection, no separation, no angst or problems appears on the surface to be ideal. But in my experience, as well as in the experience of the record of history, including the narrative of Scripture, it is pain that becomes part of the joy. It is the darkness in our lives that makes the light so glorious. To leave suffering in life would be to leave the fellowship of Christ and in turn bring suffering all the more as it became an eternal certainty rather than a light and momentary teacher. When bridled with agony, I have learned to lean into Scripture and thus into Jesus. Nothing can take the burden like Christ and His gospel of peace. Rest well on the power of Christ through His Word. I was always taught that these things were God's gift for me to use for His glory. What things? These things that I've learned to do and these skills that I have. Now, of course, if they are employed, they are for His glory. But they are not what is needed by the church. While I have fixed some computers and renovated a few houses and played my saxophone at a few funerals, the purpose of my life is to be a voice that points to the one that matters, who is Jesus Christ. I had to come to the end of my worth and usefulness and recognize that I was not the powerhouse I was always praised for being. This kind of death is hard on the esteem, but the grace of God it is powerful and useful. This means that all those years of training, leadership development, persuasion, influence, it was all for nothing. Looking back, I'm thankful for having come through it. But at the time, I counted my life as a large failure and wasted God's time and wasted the times and lives of many. I felt as though I had wasted my ministry. This type of death makes your ministry moot, and quite honestly, it should be. After all, did not John the Baptist even proclaim that Christ must increase, therefore he must decrease? God took his life because the bridegroom gets the bride. So often the current church gets the bride. Sometimes he is even the groom, and sometimes he even takes all the glory for himself. Sometimes churches share their programs and people the music and the measurements as if they were all running for Miss America. After all, isn't ministry about attracting people to look at us? No, that's the devil's job, and he does a good job at doing his job.